Hey guys, Michelle here, and today we're coming at you with an interview featuring the head of business strategy and planning at Nestle. Temi has worked with Nestle for years, starting at Juicy Juice and moving all the way up to Haagen-Dazs. She has a lot of useful information to share for those of you who want to work in larger corporations, as well as those of you who want to partner with them. We hope you enjoy the interview, and also we apologize if you notice the audio going in and out a bit. Sometimes that happens with recorded interviews. doing today? I'm good. How are you? Doing good, doing good. So I want to thank you for joining us for this podcast interview today. Um, As you know, I found you on LinkedIn. I was super impressed just by the things that I saw on your LinkedIn and wanted to to speak to you. And I know Michelle really wanted to speak to you as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, So I guess first thing I like to do when I'm talking to people about their careers is talk about how they decided to do what they're doing today and kind of what that journey was like. So can you tell me like what you were like as a kid, if you were interested in things that kind of translate to what you're doing now, which is um, your head of business strategy and planning at Nestle, but you were in marketing before that. And I'm assuming your job now has some marketing in, in it. Yep. So, um, so yeah, that's an interesting question. I haven't uh, reflected on that too much, but there's definitely correlations between what I'm doing now in marketing and, and sort of my personality growing up. My parents are from Nigeria, so I'm a, a child of immigrants. And my parents had an, a business that they ran um, out of their home and then eventually into an office space. And so I grew up in business. I was did everything from shipping and receiving to uh, cold calls. Um, so business has always sort of been a part of our family and our family's background. Um, you know, as most immigrants, if you don't have multiple jobs, you're not doing enough. Um, but outside of that, I would say from a personality perspective, I've always been very, um, uh, my parents would describe me as a handful uh, very talkative, very inquisitive. I started kindergarten when I was four. So yeah, I um, knew combined with sort of my personality and, and being really talkative and communicative and um, really inquisitive about people combined with my sort of family's business background that I wanted to do something in the marketing and communication space. Um, but being a child of immigrants, like going into advertising, they were like, you know, what is that? You know, you need to get a business degree at least, you know, if you're not going to be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer. Right. Um, so I, I went to USC for undergrad at the University of Southern California Business School, where I was like president of the marketing association. I was in the advertising club. We started our own advertising agency um, within the club that did, um, consulting projects for student businesses, but I, you know, also had to get work experience and it's really hard to break into advertising, especially as a young student who doesn't have a lot of money to work for free. I worked at the admissions office over the summer doing tours. I worked at Macy's and then I always had some internship. Uh, I did market research internship my sophomore year. Uh, And then my junior year, I ended up taking an internship at Wells Fargo Bank. I would say that those internships really had to help you, right? As far as like setting yourself up to have success after college. And I think that is really important for college students to have internships. Yeah, no, it definitely is important. And all of those internships helped to form what I ultimately 
sort of ended up pursuing as a professional career in brand management. Right. Um, but it was, it, I wouldn't have known what I liked, what I didn't like. When I did the internship at the ad agency, I didn't like that they didn't pay me a lot of money. And that felt like I was doing a lot of busy work. I loved doing project management. So I loved being able to sort of help shepherd projects and improve processes. All of those things kind of fed into where I ended up. Awesome. Yeah. And I think that's the great thing about internships is just being able to not only add those to your resume and gain the experience, but also see what you really like, what you don't like. And then, you know, that also helps shape the, you know, position ultimately that, um, you know, you ideally would like to be in. Um, so, yeah. So let's transition a little bit into your current job at Nestle. So working in such a big organization, like structuring a marketing t- a marketing team, how was that? Uh, how was it getting into it from the like when I first started my career? Yeah, yeah. And and how they structure their marketing team and your place within that infrastructure. Got it. So um, I kind of came through uh, more of a a well oiled machine. A lot in of traditional CPG companies and and. Uh, just Fortune 500 companies that have marketing and brand management have pretty well-oiled machines in terms of bringing in recruiting talent. You participate in their orientation program, which is basically a career fair that you go to before you even start business school. And I was able to secure an internship before I even started my first day of business school um, with Nestle. And um, because of that, I was able to really focus my time at um, in business school on networking and um, sort of learning as much as I could, but then I was able to go write MBA in- internship program with Nestle, and um, that that is the, the sort of biggest pipeline for getting into brand management mm-hmm. is um, through these MBA internship programs. And so I had a cohort of like eight other students um, from different business schools, and we all, you know, you get either you get an offer or you don't get an offer. But I did get an offer and came back full time. And, um, you know, most folks start as a marketing associate or an associate brand manager, and um, you kind of work your way up to, you know, a senior brand, ma- a senior associate brand manager, brand manager, um, and director and above. And so that's, it's a pretty lean structure, but you are able to go really deep and you can move across different brands um, with growing responsibilities. So you might start on a small brand. Um, you know, I started on Nerds Candy which was a really small brand, but they ultimately, you know, worked on haagen a much bigger brand. So it kind of, you can still grow and learn a lot of different things, even though you keep the same title. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I was going to ask that. I was going to say, well, what brands did you work on and how did that go? So it's cool to see that. And I think that's the best way for you to learn because the worst is getting way more than you can actually handle. Right. So I always think it's better slow and steady kind of uh, wins the race when it comes to that. So if I were to reflect on all the brands that I've been on, I started my career as an intern in the beverage division on Juicy Juice. And then I came full time onto the business and confections on Nerds. And then I worked doing innovation for Sweet Tart. Can you tell me a little bit about that? What does that mean? Oh, doing innovation. So that was really developing like what what does the future look like within our consumer segment of products? Like what products could we be launching three to five years from now? Um, And so it's a lot of developing Mm -hmm. concepts and um, doing um, interviews and um, focus groups and testing concepts, writing concepts, uh, working with our factories to see what capabilities we have and trying new products and 
working with them to sort of test out new flavors, new ingredients, um, and develop new innovations. Well, now you are in, you're working on the ice cream. Yep. And ice cream is very universal. So how do you, you guys at Nestle, go about making sure that your marketing efforts reflect your customer base? We actually have a slightly different approach. Because ice cream is so, you know, widespread, I think they said that 99% of households at some point in the year have ice cream in their freezer, which is actually higher, the household penetration than toilet paper. I read some stat. I don't know if that's true, but it's like, it's so widely loved and adored. And we have, you know, six, seven different ice cream brands within our portfolio. Um, Everybody loves ice cream and it would be really easy to just target everybody that loves ice cream, um, you know, based off of their age demographic. But even that we all end up being on top of each other. So what we actually, we segment our consumers based on their need state. And so um, need state, segmentation is basically just the idea that you you segment people based off of where they're at at any given point in time. Like sometimes you need something for you and that's when you're going to pull out the pint of Haagen-Dazs. Sometimes you want something to give to your family and make Sundays so you do dryers. Sometimes you want to have something a little bit healthier so you might have a fruit bar or a skinny cow. Um, and so we really focus on segmenting people on need states rather than on dem- demographics, um, which has good and bad. I think what it doesn't allow us to do is really customize or tailor our advertising as well to, you know, um, different segments of the population, whether it be millennials or women or Hispanics or African-Americans, uh, because we're really focused on sort of that broader need state and communicating that need state. And now that you've pretty much worked your way up to being chief of staff to the president, what does your day to day look like? Because that seems like so much responsibility. Um, it's a little bit all over the place. It's, um, it's you know, my job is to fill gaps and to make my president and our division look as good as possible. So I end up being sort of like her proxy on certain key projects that cut across the company, whether it's different divisions or global markets, um, helping to support our brand teams because I do have a, a brand management background on things that, you know, maybe somebody specifically isn't working on. So a good example of that is, you know, we're getting a lot of questions around the sustainability of our packaging. And, you know, you know, certainly that's something that each individual brand can look at. But at the end of the day, we use the same vendor to make the tubs of Haagen-Dazs that we use to make the tubs of dryers. Um, and so if there's things that we can streamline to move to a recycled packaging across our entire portfolio, it's easier to look at it from a portfolio view by having one person look at it versus the individual brand teams. And so those sort of portfolio initiatives are the types of things that I do, but on a day-to-day basis, it could be anything. It could be very strategic, high level, it could be very tactical, Um, but it is a little bit of of both and I kind of like that. So as you know, we are all about influencer marketing here. What do you think about influencer marketing? We'd love to get your take on it. Um, I think it is um, so important for brands, a lot of what we talk about here is how our brands are quote unquote legacy brands. They're brands that have been around for a while. And the number one thing a brand that has been around for a long time is trying to do is to drive relevancy. And the best way to drive relevancy with audiences, it doesn't matter what demographic they are, 
is to be a part of the conversation and, and influencers are driving the conversation across every demographic, every age group. Um, it's kind of like the new way of driving word of mouth. And so right. I believe that influencers are core to helping and aligning your brand with certain influencers is core to communicating what your brand stands for and getting the word out to um, different, uh, whomever it is that you're trying to reach. And what advice would you give to influencers who want to work with brands sort of like Nestle or even other brands in that same demographic? Um, so from like a, a, a partnership standpoint and sort of aligning yourself with specific brands, just like the, the way that the industry is turning. And I've, I've been to VidCon the last couple of years and have seen how that industry has changed over time. And, you know, it's no longer a one-to-one -one just brands working directly with influencers or celebrities or, um, or properties. It's, you know, there's CAA is basically turned into its own influencer agency and they used to support celebrities and now they're supporting influencers. And so being able to tap into networks like that and um, help a, to sort of make contact with brands, but also for brands to sort of ensure that they're getting the best bang for their buck and able to build influencer programs that they can scale. Um, and so I'll work with an influencer agency or an influencer talent agency and say, you know, this is what I'm looking for. These are the type of people I want to reach and the sort of um, ethos that my brand has that I want to align with. And then, you know, working with an agency is much more streamlined for me for them to then go and shop. Um, and find the right influencers to partner with the right brands. And so definitely reaching out there, um, I would recommend to influencers. And then on the flip side of it, how do you um, become a partner that brands want to work with? I would say the most important thing is building the right audience. Because at the end of the day, right. we are looking for audiences that resonate with our, our and are relevant to our consumer base. If you're good at what you're doing in terms of building a community and creating great content, brands will naturally want to align with you. I 100% agree with everything you just said. Same. <laughs> because, yeah, I think a lot of people don't think about what it takes to pull off a campaign. And they're just seeing money and their ads get big and they don't realize the work that has to go into, number one, creating content that a brand would want to align with. And then, right. two, executing a campaign properly, which, again, like you said, is why uh, – organizations or brands like us even exist so I think that's really important now um, I actually want to switch lanes really really quick just on a more personal note and talk to you about juggling your career and then having children and being a working mom what do you do like if you had to say this is how I make it work what would you say um well uh Lots of help is first and foremost. <laughs> That's awesome. Support is key. I think support is key in your personal life and in your career. I think right. in general, trying to do it alone just doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't work for most of or us. Or it's really, really, really hard and it might drive you crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I just wanted to have a quick uh, conversation with you. We just don't want to take up too much of your time. We just really wanted to get a few gems from you for our audience. And I think we did that. Yeah. Um, I love the advice you gave. Uh, can you tell uh, everybody how they can find you if you want to be found? <laughs> I don't even know if you want that, actually, because your your social media is very, very much Trojan 
um, centered. <laughs> yes, it is. I had double Trojan. My husband went to USC. We're all we're all about that. Um, no, I I would say connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm not yet there in terms of you know turning myself into an influencer and making my profile public <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. I like to keep that private, but uh, definitely professionally, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, Emmy Amy Lane. Uh, is the best way to find me but yeah all right thank you so much for chatting with us today we appreciate it all right guys thank you so much for listening next week we're going to bring you a solo episode just featuring me and michelle where we chat about our recent events as well as what we have going on around here in the future as always follow us on social media at brown girl blogs at candace van y and at modernly michelle see you next week Bye, guys. Bye.